Today, I am going to tell you about two powerful benefits of kindness. Well, not only the benefits, but also the movement, the effect that kindness has. So kindness is a biblical uh, concept. It is in the list of what love is. Kindness resides there. It's actually the second listed as the second one in that list, kindness. So we're going to go over talking about what kindness means today. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Mark Warren. I'm one of the pastors at Grace Capital Church. And we are here to help you get ready to meet Jesus face to face. Because that day will come, whether he returns or whether you leave this earth um, through death, you will have the opportunity to meet Jesus face to face, and we're here to help. So here is the love list. Are you ready? 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says this. Love is patient. Isn't it interesting that that is the number one thing? Love is Patient. Love is kind. There we go. Number two. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love is kind. Love is kind. So you can actually use some of those words and actually just replace them with these words in this list. So love is kindness. I want to tell you a story. Um, A a good friend of mine passed away. If you've been around for a few weeks, you heard me tell the story. He was 52 years old. um, Great friend. Uh, Passed away with a massive heart attack. His name was Eric Keck. And... um, the community was shaken up. He was, a, he was an ordained minister, but a principal of a school, and uh, then became a police officer, um, helped kids get into uh, mountain biking, uh, adventure biking. And uh, when we were at his um, service that they had on their property, uh, his wife said, has so many people come up to me and say that Eric was their best friend? And she goes, I don't remember Eric ever telling me that he had so many best friends. And, and, I, and I often thought of how Eric made me feel when I was around him. I felt noticed. I felt considered. And I bet he did that for every person that he met. He was kind to me. I remember that he would, whenever I'd show up at his house, he would always figure out what was going on in my life and listen. And he would always put a, hand, a drink in my hand. And he would always, if he was cooking something, he would give me the best part of what he was cooking. He said, taste this. He was my friend because he made me feel seen and heard. And, and I would say kindness must be this. Kindness is I see you and you matter to me. I see you, and you matter to me. Karen Hall, PhD, offers the definition of kindness this way. Kindness is defined as the quality of being friendly, generous, considerate, affection, gentleness, warmth, concern, and care are words that are associated with kindness. 
While kindness has a connotation of meaning someone is naive or weak, that is not the case. Being kind often requires courage and strength. Courage and strength. While the world today feels like it's turning upside down, it's growing in the number of haters, a barrage of negativity, the stress of the uncertainty of the times are having a damaging impact on our culture. There's no question about it. People have short fuses. They're angry. They're agitated. I heard somebody um, was in Walmart the other day and somebody threw a fit because there were no more carts. <laughs> and the person said, there's carts in the parking lot. I'm sure you could probably go get one. <laughs> uh, that didn't go over too well. Okay. Um, <laughs> But people are wound right up. But, but can kindness begin to change that? Can kindness? Let me go to the parking lot and get you a cart. See, kindness is a two-way street. Kindness has two powerful effects. And this is so important for you to understand today. It's, it fills the soul of the giver, the giver of kindness, and it softens the heart of the receiver. Let me say that again. It fills the soul of the giver and it softens the heart of the receiver. We kind of actually sang about it. It was, I believe, one of those worship songs we were singing about God's goodness. It's his, the scripture says, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. That it's God's kindness that softens our heart to receive his love. And in many ways, that's what we do for somebody else. That when we're kind, um, we soften their heart to receive the spirit of God that is wanting to move in their life. So a recent study reported on how people felt after performing and observing acts of kindness every day for seven days. So here's the study. Participants were randomly assigned to carry out one, at least one, more act of kindness, more than they usually did, for someone close to them, an acquaintance or a stranger, or even themselves, or to try to observe acts of kindness. Then happiness was measured before and after the seven days. The researchers found that being kind to ourselves or anybody else, yes, even a stranger, or actively observing kindness, which I think is amazing too, it boosts people's happiness. So there's the benefit for the receiver, or I should say the giver of kindness. So here's, don't you love homework? We're starting to get thinking about school now, right? I know a lot of you are out of school, but I want you to think you're going back to school right here. It's a happy thought, by the way. It's not a bad thought. So this is what I want to do um, to boost your well-being this week. You ready? Everybody want to feel a little bit uh, boosted in their well-being, boosted in their happiness? Of course, of course. This is my gift to you today. So here we go. One, if you've got kids, encourage the kids to play this game with you. It's called, hey, let's act kindly to each other this week, <laughs> every day. Have the kids help around the house, empty the dishwasher randomly, right? Not to be told, this is not a chore. Have them set the dim dinner table. Um, just find ways that they can participate in being kind to each other. 
Or how about this one? Do random acts of kindness to a family uh, member, a, a neighbor, or a stranger this week. Buy somebody's coffee behind you in Dunkin' Donuts, right? Or Starbucks. Are those places still open these days? I think they are. Or how about this one? Bake some cookies and bring them to your neighbor. Um, if kids, if mom and dad drink coffee, then um, go get their cup of coffee and bring it to them and say, Dad, you mean the world to me. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> See the the privilege I have to be in front of you and say words. <laughs> okay, write someone a handwritten note telling them what they mean to you. Seriously, that is so powerful. And then be kind to yourself. Watch your self-talk. Right? Watch the things that you say to yourself. Find something that fills your soul and give yourself a gift each day this week. So these are things I want you to do. I want you to actually put this research to practice. They say it works. And so be kind every single day this week. One more act of kindness. We good? We in? How many people are going to do that with me? There we go. Good. All right. Thank you. Online, raise your hand. I can't see it, but you can do it. Okay, so the Bible says that we're to love our neighbors as ourselves, right? We agree? That actually is the second of the two greatest commandments. Mark chapter 12, 30 through 31 says this, And yes, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. Jesus summed up all the law and the commandments into those two things. So, what I would like you to do, though, is when it says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, I would say replace love with kindness. You shall be kind to your neighbor like you're kind to yourself. See, I think we use this word love in a way that like, we don't really have skin on it. We can't define it. We can't put it like practical. Like, is that a feeling? Is that like... But kindness puts skin on the word love. Because you know what kindness looks like. You know what kindness feels like. And if you can think of kindness as this way, you're helping people to be seen known and understood. See, God sees us, God understands us, and he knows us, right? But for those who don't have a relationship with God, they can't feel this or know this yet, and they need a physical person, you and I, to demonstrate that kindness to them. And remember what we said, when we demonstrate that kindness, it might be simply holding a door open for somebody when you're going into a store, Some way that you begin to say, I see you, I notice you, and you're important. Look somebody in the eye when you're talking to them. When they go by, I know, I'm trying to figure out how people can see I'm smiling sometimes when I have a mask on, right? I really am smiling at you. In John 13, 35, the Bible says they they will know that they are followers of Jesus because of their love. And I would say this, they will know they're followers of Jesus, right? We just have to replace 
that word love, with kindness. They know that we're followers of Jesus by our kindness to people. I was the third born of four siblings, two older brothers, one younger sister. And many times I felt lost in the shuffle and, and many times unseen, not because my parents were unattentive, it just was like big family, lots going on. But I often didn't feel heard or seen. And so I've come to know that that has shaped me in, in ways, and I've also realized um, the importance of being seen, heard, and understood. But I'm looking back now in my life as I'm starting to begin to have this discovery um, in my life, and I realized like some of my antics <laughs> were really just to be seen and heard, like driving a tractor to school. I was seen <laughs> and heard. <laughs> and park that tractor in the um, teacher's parking lot. There we go. Oh, the crazy things that I did. But when you're kind, you're saying, I see you and you're important to me. So this challenge this week that you're going to be doing is don't make it about the activity. Make it about seeing somebody and helping them feel important. See, otherwise, it's just a random act of service, which means, hey, I'm just trying to feel good myself. But remember... We're told about that actually in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If we do all these great things but not have love, all we are is noise. You're a, a clanging symbol. I, I can't feel you. I can't feel you. And so it has to f- start with love, which is kindness, which is I see you and you're important and you matter to me. So when you're doing those activities of kindness every single day this week, one more than you normally would, make it about, I see you, and you're important to me. So if you struggle with kindness, I also want you to think about there's an eternal consequence to your kindness. Right? The Bible says that, that, we will, that people will know that we're followers of Jesus by our kindness to each other. I think sometimes we think each other is just in the church, but I really believe it's meaning to humanity, to all people, that our kindness to people, even when somebody's like grumpy or upset or mean, but I'll tell you what, people are wound up tight. And they don't need you to react in a defensive, aggressive way. They need you to act in kindness because that begins to soften their heart. The Bible says kindness turns away wrath. That's right. And I believe the eternal consequence of this is that kindness has a potential to unlock hearts to the saving power of Jesus Christ. I think that's why Jesus says that we will be known that we're Jesus followers by our love. And it's when we demonstrate the love like Jesus had, 
What does he say? It's his kindness that led us to repentance. And so maybe it's our kindness to each other and into the world that softens the heart so people can begin to hear the still small voice of the Spirit of God who's drawing them close. So today, this is your first lesson of love. Well done, class. You're going to do lots of great kind acts this week. So the two powerful benefits of kindness are this. Your soul will be filled up as you are kind to each other. Your kindness will soften the heart of the receiver. When I said it has an eternal consequence, your kindness, I really believe that. This world is looking for something that is different than the hate talk, than political views, than their angst with, I can't believe the government's making us do whatever, whatever. But let me just pause on there. I didn't have this written down, but I felt this morning that I felt like God was encouraging us to really press in to the things of the spirit and not to the things of the flesh. The things of the flesh will get us agitated. The things of the flesh will get us preoccupied. The things of the flesh will kind of like, I need my rights. Don't you know? But the things of the spirit will be like, it doesn't matter all these peripheral things. That's only temporary. But what matters is the soul of each person whether or not they're going to spend eternity with Christ or separated from God and eternal in hell I think that's why the disciples and the apostles were not like not so concerned that they were jailed or not so concerned that they were beaten or stoned or flogged they said you can do this all to my body but But I know what really matters is people's spirit and their soul. That's eternal. Our flesh is temporal. The spirit is eternal. So as you do your acts of kindness this week, maybe a little prayer on the inside and saying, Lord Jesus, I pray their heart would soften that they can hear your voice, that they would be drawn into your Your goodness, God, because we know it's your goodness and your kindness that leads people to turn from their own ways and give their life to Jesus. I I wonder to, I just, I can't not have an opportunity to share Christ with you. Um, I get up here and I just, we go here and I just like, do do we understand how good God is? Do we understand what Jesus has done for us? And maybe those in the room say yes, but maybe there are some in the room here today that said, I've never had the opportunity to know God in such a loving, gracious way, and so I've been afraid to give my life to him, or I've been unsure and I feel judged by others. Is God judging me? No, it's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance. And then maybe there's others who are just kind of like, you know what, I, I need to put skin on Jesus this week and, and be like Christ to people. 
and be kind, be kind. When my flesh wants to rile out and be in opposition, that my spirit rises up and say, no, no, no. I'm going to be kind in response. I'm going to notice somebody and I'm going to hear them out and I'm going to value them. And even if it's a different opinion than mine, I'm going to treat somebody with dignity and respect and kindness. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching. Thank you.